I love show it. And, you know, if you go back and listen to kind of some of the, well, the previous podcasts, you'll know that I didn't start building websites on show it. But when I found show it, that's all I do. That's the only thing I use just because of how great it is. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davy Jones. Today, we are answering a question that we get a lot. Is Show It good or bad for SEO? And to help us answer that question, I'm chatting today with one of Show It's UX and website designers, Chris Mistrick. Chris is going to help us understand what SEO is and provide us an overview of the different SEO tools that ShowIt provides to help us optimize our websites. We also, of course, discuss a few of the limitations that they are actively working on. Also, if that name sounds familiar, that's because Chris joined us on episode 79 of the Brands That Book podcast, where he discussed how to get started with website design. So be sure to give that episode a listen. We've also recently relaunched our YouTube channel. In the past, YouTube's really just been a place where we house tutorials for our template users. However, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I've wanted to do more with video for a long time now. And now that is finally happening. And you can find a five to seven minute YouTube video that provides an overview of Show It's SEO tools over on our YouTube channel. And of course, I'll put a link in the show notes. And from what I'm told, it really helps if you subscribe, like, and comment on the video and watch the whole thing. So please consider doing so if you are so inclined. More YouTube videos to come every Wednesday. Anyways, be sure to check out the show notes at davianchrista.com for the resources we mentioned during the episode. And we want to hear from you. Let us know what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands at Book podcast as we move forward. To leave your feedback, just send us a DM on Instagram at davianchrista. Now, onto the episode. All right. Well, we are back for another episode of the Brands of Book Podcast. And today I am joined again by Chris Mistrick, but in a different role today. So welcome back, Chris. Hey, David. Thanks for having me on again. Super stoked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to be chatting with you again. It's been way too long since we've seen each other in person, of course, due to the last year. But I'm excited to have you back on. For those of you who are listening who are not familiar with Chris, go back and check out our earlier episode. And we talked about really kind of your... Would it be fair to call it a side hustle? I feel like it's yeah. more than that. You know, becoming a self-made website designer. So go back and check out that episode. That was a great conversation. But I'm I'm excited to be chatting with you again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you were one of the first guests on my podcast as well. Which little self-made web designer podcast trivia? You still have the number one highest downloaded episode in all of my episodes. So you're just crushing it. You're amazing. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Chris. Well, uh, we'll have to do some repeat episodes. You know, we'll have to yeah, make this uh, more of a frequent thing. But today you're joining us, you know, within your role at Show It, which yeah. of course is one of our favorite website platforms. And we're trying to answer the question today, really, is Show It good for SEO? And I feel like, I don't know, how many times a day do you all get that question? Because we get it quite a bit. 
Yeah, I'd say it's probably just about, I mean, I don't know how often you're getting it, but it's it's just sure. about as often as anyone else would get. There's a lot of folks who, you know, SEO is important. It's an important mm-hmm. factor into the success of your website, getting organic traffic. And so I think it is a smart concern. You know, it's not something that we take lightly. We try very intentionally to put things onto our website builder or take them off according to how it's going to help you with your SEO. So I'm excited just to kind of, bring a little light to that and bring some clarification around the whole topic. Yeah. And I'm excited that you are even willing to talk about it. And like you said, it is a valid concern, but I can imagine that to a certain extent, I know for me anyways, you know, it's often asked in a way where it's like, well, you know, let's really get at what you're asking here. So I'm excited to dive into that with you, especially because you really have a good idea of, you know, what's going on behind the scenes at Show It. And just from an outsider's perspective, one thing that I appreciate about the team at Show It is that you all actually listen to, you know, feedback and pay attention to what's going on in the tech world and then implement you know, based on what you're seeing. And, you know, even recently rolling out some updates to show its tools uh, around having the character counter, you know, in the page titles and meta description area, taking out the meta keywords box, which I thought was, you know, which was great, you know, because so many people are asking about that and using it. And it's really, you know, sort of this outdated thing. But anyways, I'm excited to jump into this with you. So maybe we should just start at the beginning and talk about you know, what search engine optimization is. So if you had to answer that question for somebody, you know, what is SEO? Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, first of all, I would just plug your course and say, if you really want to get a good idea of what it is and how to do well within show it, you guys have a fantastic training on it. So, you know, would, would highly recommend that. But the idea behind SEO, like the bare bones is, you're trying to build or set up your site and post as much content as you can that eventually you land on the first page of Google when somebody is trying to search for something related to your website or related to your business. So that that is the very bare bones. It's real simplistic idea of what it is. And because it's so important to a online business owner's business and income, there is a lot of misconceptions, a lot of misunderstandings about what it actually is and what you can do to actually improve your SEO rankings for your website. There's a lot of snake oil salesmen who call themselves SEO experts that will claim they can get you on the top page of Google and the keyword of your choosing. Sure. In five days or less. <laughs> yeah. And anytime you see that, you know, you should just completely ignore it and not even think twice about like having them work on your site. So, you know, the truth is, is that ranking high on any type of keyword. So anytime a keyword essentially is like, what a user is putting into a search engine when they're looking for a specific type of site or specific information. It takes time. It takes a lot of intentionality. It takes thinking about what it is that the person is trying to find, what keyword phrases they're going to be putting into the search engine, and then building out blog posts, building out web pages, building out different types of content in such a way that Google's going to see you and it's going to say, okay, this is something that is in line with what this person is looking for. So I'm going to put them higher up on the rankings of that. So there's a ton to it. I'm sure we'll get into a lot of it, but that's kind of the general idea of what SEO and organic traffic is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a a really good explanation. Like you said, I think there's just a lot of misperceptions out there in terms of 
you know, what people think when they think SEO. And, you know, I, I always say too, like, you know, if someone comes in and starts guaranteeing number one rankings, like, I think that's a good sign that something shady is going to happen. You know, there's one thing for someone to come in with some confidence and some case studies and say, hey, look at the results we've gotten in the past. A whole separate thing to guarantee that you're going to be able to get somebody to, you know, the number one uh, position for, you know, any given keyword. And like you said, it starts with keyword research and understanding, you know, what it is that people are searching for. And I think, you know, that's a mistake we sometimes see where people are optimizing pages for things that no one's searching for, you know, right. uh, or yeah. things that they think people should be searching for. And yeah. so there's that aspect of keyword research and then creating pages that are going to capture, you know, that searcher's intent or capture, you know, search visibility for a given keyword. And a single page isn't going to be able to capture all of the different searches that you're going to want to you know, optimize pages for. So like you said, there is a lot to SEO, but if we're just getting down to kind of like the basics and we have, you know, like you said, you're kind to plug our course, really appreciate that. And we have a couple other episodes on search engine optimization as well that people can check out. But what are just kind of bare bones, the sorts of things that you see move the needle for people when it comes sure. to search engine optimization? Yeah. And when a lot of people look for how to move the needle, they first start looking at what types of tools that they can find or buy in order to kind of boost their ranking. So essentially, they're looking for a button that they can press mm -hmm. that will all of a sudden just magically turn their page into one of the top ranking pages. But, you know, having really expensive tools doesn't make a difference if you don't know how to use them. You know? mm. It's like somebody who's trying to get into woodworking. And so they go out and they buy all the most expensive stuff and spend a ton of money. But they haven't actually put the things into practice to get those skills and, and learn the difference between, you know, the different type. I wouldn't even know because I'm not. I don't even know what types of tools <laughs> to call them. I don't, I don't know why I use the woodsman scenario because I have. Yeah, no I think it's a great analogy, though. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, yeah. So, you know, I think you have to look at it. I'll do music, for instance, because I've got a little bit of a better background in music. You know, as guitar players, there are guitar players who geek out over their gear, right? Like what type of pedals they have, what type of amp they have, what type of guitar they have. But their playing is horrible because they haven't spent the time to practice, to hone their skills, to get their finger working in, to build up their hand strength. And so that is really how SEO is. Like you've got, it's good to have the tools. The tools are helpful, but really the most important thing are the skills. And so like you mentioned, you know, keyword research is one of the biggest things that you can do to kind of boost those rankings for you. And then being smart about what keywords you're going after. So there's the difference between what's called a long tail keyword and a short tail. So let me just kind of unpack this a little bit. There are really short and popular keywords. And we're talking about, you know, people are putting it in, searching in the volumes of, you know, maybe hundreds of thousands to millions a day. Like people shoes are just going or something like that. Would right. Be, like, yeah, broad keyword. Yeah, right. So good shoes to buy, right? Like, so when you go after keywords like that, you've got to think there are other really big companies who have a lot of marketing dollars and entire SEO departments who are just going after those keywords. And they're also putting a lot of money behind ads, behind CPC. So where, you know, you're seeing the first thing that you're seeing is somebody who paid a lot of money to be in that first spot. So, 
if you're going to go after those types, those short tail keywords, it's going to take you a long time and you're not going to see a lot of results. So long tail keywords is getting a lot more specific about what somebody is going to be inputting into the search engine. So there might not be as much volume, but you have more possibility to actually get up there on the page and have somebody actually engage with your site. So instead of saying, you know, buying great shoes, you say buy great shoes for men who have a 10 and a half foot or buying great basketball shoes for men who are trying to be like, you know, Michael Jordan or whatever, you know, so just trying to get as much more specific as you possibly can. And then the second thing after that is just, is just being consistent with the content that you are putting out. You're not going to be able to write one or two killer posts and just expect to start showing up in the top of Google's rankings. Now, is it possible? A hundred percent, you know, but you're trying to send as many signals to Google or to whatever search engine you're using, trying to send as many signals as you can that what you are serving up in terms of content is in line with what people are using. So you're trying to, you know, like if you've got a website where you talk about buying shoes and then on the next post, you're talking about how to, you know, keep a toddler from crying at bath time, You've got a lot of work to do in filling out that content. So you want to kind of stay in the same vein of, of what you're going after, you know, when it comes to what type of content you're putting on your site. But somebody on Twitter asked uh, like a high ranking VP at Google, like, what does it take to be a top ranking website when it comes to search engines? And his response was make awesome content, you know, <laughs> and like that's the simplest way you can say it. Like you're trying to make something that people are actually looking for that keeps people engaged on your website. You know, like asking yourself questions like, is this post, is this page interesting? Well, how do we make it interesting? Well, you make it really helpful and you add imagery. So realizing that we have the attention span of a goldfish, right? And so you're adding things that is going to keep somebody engaged along the journey. You're making it scannable. That's another thing that's really important when it comes to SEO is that, you know, when a user visits a website, they're not taking, you know, 10 minutes to go through your content. They are looking at it and going, okay, this is for me. So let me read a little bit more. And so if you can't scan it and instantly know this is what I'm looking for, then you're going to miss out on some of those people who are really wanting to engage with your content. And Google's going to see that. They're going to pick that up and they're not going to rank you as high. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good summary of, you know, what it takes to rank a page, you know, within a search engine is it really does start with creating great content and, you know, just the authority and trust that you build with consistently creating great content. You know, it's like if you are, you know, new to a group of friends or peers and somebody asks your opinion, you know, and just naturally by you being new and nobody knowing who you are, they're going to maybe weight your opinion, maybe a little bit less than, you know, somebody who they've known for 20 years has never given them a bad recommendation, right? So there's that aspect of consistently you know, creating great content over time and getting other people to recognize it. So the second thing that I typically point people to are, you know, backlinks or, you know, other, you know, even I guess social factors to a certain extent, not maybe in the same way as backlinks, but others that are pointing back to your content that boost its authority as well. So those are generally the two types of things that I point people to when it comes to actually moving the needle with search engine optimization. And I would say, you know, just right off the bat, you know, typically, and again, kind of going back to the analogy you were using earlier, when you know people are asking, okay, show it bad for SEO, or is this bad for SEO? Is that bad for SEO? It's like, well, you know, if you're creating great content, 
And you know, you're sharing that content in a way that hopefully builds backlinks. Maybe you're trying to get published in different areas, you know, or people are, you know, resharing your article, linking to your article and their own posts and pages, you know, whatever it might be. Then as long as you're not using really outdated technology, you know, you're probably fine. And so certainly most modern website builders, you know, there's nothing I think inherent about their technology that's going to really prevent you from ranking and show it's included in that and show it, you know, it was actually rebuilt, as you know, because it used to use Flash, right? And so it was the whole platform was rebuilt a number of years ago so that the technology would not be, you know, would not hold people back, right? So I think that, you know, at the end of the day, if you focus on those two things, you have a pretty good chance of ranking. Are there show it websites that rank well for competitive searches? Yeah, for sure. You know, and I tried digging down into this as much as I could. The truth is, is that the way Google sets up its algorithm is it's like, even if I'm searching in a, like a clear web browser and it's safe and it does, it hasn't seen my previous history, like it's going to serve up stuff to me that's probably a little bit different than what it would serve to you in your side of the world. So I don't necessarily want to list specific websites, but suffice it to say, if you search wedding photographer in any major city, it is very likely that on the first page, there's going to be multiple show it websites. And the way that you can figure that out is by looking at the developer tools on a web browser. It's kind of a little complicated, but you know, there's plenty of tutorials out there to do it. If you're, if you're really super interested, you can look at the developer tools, look at the source of the HTML, and we tag all of our images with static.showit. So you'll see that, okay, this is a, a show at website. And you can also do that with Squarespace websites. Like Squarespace even puts it up at the top of their, their yeah. page to say, this is a Squarespace website. <laughs> you know, they know people are looking at that source code. So, yeah. so it's 100% possible. I mean, we've got websites that are the domain authority in their field, you know, where they're getting hundreds of thousands of visits every single month on their website. And so, you know, like it is all about whether or not you want to put in the effort and to really kind of do what you need to do to start ranking really well. Our goal at Show It is to give you as much creative freedom as you possibly can have with building your website. And so that means in a lot of ways, we're putting the decision-making into your hands. So you've got a methodology like Squarespace where you know, they're kind of putting you in a box. <laughs> I mean, they literally call themselves Squarespace <laughs> to try to keep you from doing things that are bad for your website, right? So, and that works for a lot of people who don't really want to have that creative freedom. They just need a website. It needs to be decent looking and they want it up and they want it quick and they don't want to think about it. And so, you know, not downing on Squarespace, obviously a lot of people use them. But with Show It, our goal was to put the decision-making, put the creative freedom back in your hands and so with that, it also comes with some responsibility. It comes with you thinking about intentionally about your SEO and how different things on your page will help or hurt your SEO and making sure you're making wise decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And another tool to use to check whether uh, somebody's using a show website or whatever content management system they're using is uh, Built With. So if you go to builtwith.com, you can just plug the URL in there. It'll show you kind of a list of the technology that they're using, nice. uh, including the content management system. So for those of you who like just, you know, I started glazing over when developer tools was mentioned. <laughs> I totally get it. And yeah, try Built With. But yeah, I would 100% agree. And for our wedding photography business, we had a show website and did really, really well in search and really, you know, 
in no way did show it hold us back. We have a lot of friends who use show it websites who rank really well for their respective searches that they're trying to target. And then we just know of some, and you know, we don't have to go into specific, but bigger brands that rank for some pretty competitive or rank in some pretty competitive industries for searches. But like you said, and I think that's just true of, of, you know, search engine optimization and maybe anything else is, you know, it comes with trade-offs, right? And so there's certain things we can do on our website, especially when it comes to speed, for instance, where we know it might slow down or put more pressure on our server. And so maybe the page loads a little bit, you know, not as quickly, but maybe it's just, you know, awesome, or it's just something that we need to put there because, you know, we feel like it's really going to make the content that much better. So I think that's important to mention, you know, that aspect of trade-offs. And I think that's a key difference between Squarespace and show it, you know, what you mentioned, which is, you know, Squarespace, and this is noble, you know, they don't want you to be able to create an ugly website or a, you know, a unusable website. But I think show it a little bit of a philosophy difference in that, you know, you all want to provide people complete creative control over their websites. Yeah. So maybe we should shift the conversation a little bit. Let's start with just the bad of, of you know, SEO and show it. And then we'll sure. move into all the different tools that show it provides because, you know, we don't want to, and I know you all don't, you all are very honest about, you know, different limitations. And that's something that, again, that we've always appreciated. But, you know, what would you say are a couple limitations of show it when it comes to search engine optimization? Yeah, for sure. Well, like you mentioned, these are all things that we're actively listening to our users, to our customers, and we're, we're actively working on to try to enhance or improve or figure out workarounds. So, you know, I mentioned all this, but just know that we realize, you know, where we have some work to do and we're in the process of fixing those things or, or maybe even enhancing them. And I think the main thing is what we're talking about, like with the show at website, you have more responsibility when it comes to how your site is going to perform in SEO because you have more creative freedom. You know, there's more responsibility and the uh, Spider-Man phrase that, you know, gets repeated over and over again with with (laughs) great power comes great responsibility, right? So you have a lot of power, you have a lot of freedom to make your site exactly how you want it. And that was kind of the thesis where we started the rebuild from show it back in 2015. Like we want to give people complete power and complete creative freedom. So with that, you've just got to be intentional. And so it's not a lot of work. It's not like it's going to take you days and days and days, but you've got to be thinking about, for instance, how your content is showing up on your canvas. So let me backtrack a little bit and just kind of explain what is happening when Google is looking at your site. So they have a crawler and it's going through your entire site. It's going through your HTML, it's going through your text, and it's trying to make a synopsis of what your page is about, right? And so if you have a scenario where you've got two paragraphs on two different elements on a show at Canvas and they're sequential, so you've got a first paragraph and a second paragraph, By default, when you create a paragraph, it shows up at the top of a canvas, okay? And the reason for that is because we don't want you to create a canvas element and then not be able to move it around, right? If it's underneath everything, you're not going to be able to click on it and move it to where you want it. And so when you create a new element, it shows up at the top. So let's say you've done your first paragraph, now you're doing your second one. Well, if you just leave it at the top, that's kind of a weird signal to the Google crawler to have the second sequential paragraph show up at the top of a section. So you just want to make sure that you drag that and put it underneath the first paragraph. And again, it's not super tough, but it's something that can be really helpful. Another thing that is very helpful is making sure that 
each of the elements on the canvas are tagged correctly with their HTML tag. So let's, we'll get a little bit technical again. I'll try not to go too deep into the woods. So there's an HTML element called a header and it's tagged by the H1, H2, H3, H4 reference. And so those headers are a signal to Google about the main topic of that page, right? And the saying is that you want to have only one H1 header. So only one H1 element on your page, because that is the title. That is the biggest summation of your entire page. So if you've got a lot of H1 elements, then, you know, it's going to be kind of confusing to Google to say, okay, it's about this, but it's also really about this. And it's also really about this within show it, you're actually able to choose which HTML tag is assigned to a different piece of text. And so by default, that's all set within your design settings. So when you go in and you create your different fonts with your title, your heading, your subheading, and your paragraph, that's where all of those things are assigned. So when you create a title element, you know, go down and click title within our web builder, the top element, that element is going to be an H1. And so if you're just creating a ton of titles and not going in and actually changing it to H2 or H3, then that's going to be a little bit confusing. So you, again, you've just got to be thinking about it and being intentional about how that is working and setting up. But those are kind of some of the biggest things that you've got to be thoughtful of when it comes to creating your show at website. Yeah, absolutely. So one of those things, so a few things I want to mention right off the bat is one, we'll link in the show notes to some help articles from show it that have been written on each of these things, especially HTML tags. It might sound complicated, especially if you never mess with any of this before. But once you go through it, you'll see exactly how simple it is. So very straightforward. And same with just kind of rearranging elements on a canvas. You know, again, if you haven't even been in show it, and maybe you're just doing this as research just to get this question answered before committing, once you actually jump into show it, you'll see exactly how easy it is to rearrange some of these things. Something else that I want to mention that I think has been largely fixed, but maybe you could speak to this a little bit is with Core Web Vitals. And we have a whole another podcast on Core Web Vitals, so I'm not even going to go into you know what all of that is. But Core Web Vitals have replaced largely the page speed, you know, ranking factors. And not replaced so much, but as, you know, I guess is the new umbrella in which they yeah live under. And basically there are three main errors that can show up on a site. And one of them is cumulative layout shift. And basically, you know, when a page loads, you know, that shifting you experience on a page occasionally, which is bad for user experience. You know, even before it rolled out, once they had made those you know, basically, I guess the tests live so that it was registering as an error in something like Google Search Console. We were seeing a lot of cumulative layout shift errors in Show It or for Show It websites specifically. However, since the rollout, we've done a couple audits on Show It websites and they've passed all of the Core Web Vitals tests. Has that been something that Show It specifically fixed or is there some resource that you all have put out that maybe has, you know, helped people avoid that issue? Yeah. Well, you know, we wrote a help doc, well, a series of help docs. So I went to sit down to write one help doc and it actually ended up being like three different ones because <laughs> I was like, man, there's a lot of talk about here. So hopefully those help docs are helping people. The cumulative layout shift specifically is, is something that is mainly an issue within our mobile pages. So the mobile rendering of your website. And the reason for that is how we render the CSS, which is what makes your site look the way it does on the mobile side of things. And so that is something we're actively working on to kind of improve and fix. 
you know, it's kind of a, it's a big thing. And so it's something that's, it's just going to take some time for us to kind of work out. But on the positive side of things is that there are a lot of things that you can do to really help your core web vital score when it comes to thinking, you know, with a lot of insight when it comes to what you include on your page and what you don't, like you mentioned before, you know, like you might add something that maybe dings you for how your page performs, but you're like, but this is really cool. It's going to really engage people and keep them on our site longer. And so that's what's called a performance budget. And so with every page, you need to have an idea of a performance budget because I did a lot of testing on short websites with Core Web Vitals and the pages that scored perfectly were blank pages with simple text, right? Like one paragraph. They got a hundred every single time on both desktop and mobile. But obviously that's a bad experience for a user. Like a user's gonna go, I don't wanna be here, this looks dumb, right? And so that's the give and take, that's the playoff. And every website does it. Like even if you search, you know, put New York Times into Core Web Vitals, you're gonna see they're not scoring awesome. Even YouTube, right? A Google-owned <laughs> company is not scoring awesome when it comes to the core web vitals. So you just, you kind of have to say what is worth it to me and what's not and what's going to make the biggest impact because there was a lot of fear around how core web vitals were going to really impact SEO rankings. And then it all rolled out. And then of course, like it, this always happens. Google makes some big, you know, decision that freaks everybody out and everybody's talking about it and then they roll it out and it's like, it's like it, there's crickets, you know, like it didn't make that big of a difference. And so, you know, and that goes back to the fear. There's a lot of misunderstandings with when it comes to SEO. And so people are like, oh, I should be worried about this. Well, I'm very worried about it. You know, it's like, well, no, you know, that's kind of the sky is falling mentality. Like if you're just wise about it, if you're smart about it, show it gives you the tools to be able to work on those things and fix them in your website. Yeah. It's like the interstitial update a few years ago where everybody thought pop-ups were going to be, you know, killed off or whatever. You'd never yeah. be able to do. And of course, like you go to any website and it still has pop-ups. And yeah. I mean, you can name a dozen different examples like that, but I would agree. I mean, I think at the end of the day, a content that or a site that was serving great content before, you know, and ranking really well because of it, you know, even if they're ding for, you know, some core web vitals related stuff, chances are they didn't like fall out of the first page or, you know, right. whatever. And again, just... You know, I'd encourage people to go check out both your article on Core Web Vitals as well in the show at Help Docs if you're worried about show specific stuff. And then we have an article published on Core Web Vitals as well, which kind of gets at that point too, which is if you look at the rest of the web and how they're doing, you know, you'll feel a lot better, I think. But yeah. Yeah. anyways, not to bit stuck in the weeds there. Let's move on and so let's talk about some of the things that show it provides really to help people optimize their website. So sure. one of those things that we can just kind of cross off the list is you all have a very well built out, you know, set of help desk articles that people can access. So we'll link to that just broadly in the show notes as well, but those would be easily found in Google. And then of course you have like the show it built in chat, but beyond that, maybe we should start with show it's built in SEO features. So where can people sure. find those in the builder itself? Yeah. So there's two sides to this. There's the show it specific page. So I'll just kind of talk about this because I think we're going to dive into WordPress in a little bit. But the show it specific pages, if you go into your settings on the main page, there are five different things. There's page info, page background, animation. And the fourth one is SEO settings. And that's going to be where you're going to add your page title, which is what shows up in the meta description. When somebody's you know searching, that's the first thing that they see. And then that also gives you, we just rolled out, like you mentioned, a character count to show you, okay, don't go past this because once you do, 
you know, Google's not going to be seen anymore. It's going to cut it off. You're going to get ellipsis and you, you want to have, you want to summarize it as much as you can with that. There's also, like I mentioned before, being able to click on certain elements and assign them a specific text tag with H1, H2, H3 paragraph. So that's super helpful when it comes to SEO. Then there's a few high level things when it comes to like Google Analytics to be able to input that into your website to be able to track what pages are performing well, to see, you know, what you're doing that's working and then make some, you know, guesses about why that is. So the way you can have some insight into what you're going to do on pages in the future. And that's another aspect of SEO is testing things out and being able to see like, okay, this is doing really well. Why is it doing really well? Where is it doing really well? What demographic is this hitting? So Google is analyzing all of those things. So there's also the alt descriptions and the SEO title within your images. And this is something that's really important that I think a lot of people neglect. There's a high priority on accessibility right now in the world of web development. And so what that means is making a web page or a web application accessible to somebody who might have limitations when it comes to being able to look at it or, you know, maybe they have a tough time with movement and so they're not able to move their mouse around as much as an able-bodied person might be able to. So thinking about it in terms of that and your images, the easiest thing to do is make sure that you're adding a alt description to them so that, you know, if somebody has a hard time seeing, they're going to be able to read, okay, this is what this image actually is. It's a person who's standing, taking some wedding photos, or, you know, it's a couple who's just about to get married and they're looking into each other's eyes. Like you want to make sure that you're adding those descriptions and show it gives you those tools to be able to do that and to, you know, perform well when it comes to accessibility. Yeah, absolutely. And so for alt text specifically, I believe it's under, so if you click on the image, right, you'd have SEO title and SEO description. And so the alt text is going to come from the SEO description, uh, like within show, right? Okay, awesome. And then, you know, same thing for each page to, you know, going back to kind of where you started, where, you know, that module on SEO tools, you want to make sure you put in your page title, your meta description, meta description, not necessarily ranking factor, but, you know, can increase click through rate, which, you know, of course can increase uh, your rank, but page title, you know, if you don't put in a page title for the, or an SEO title, rather, it's going to pull, I think, what does it pull automatically? It's like the title of the page or the... Yeah, the top paragraph of the page itself. So... Doesn't it pull though, like if you share to social, like, you know, for instance, if I name that page in show at home, yeah. right? It's yeah. going to, it's just going to pull like home or, you know, whatever. And right. of course you don't want that shared across social media. I mean, it's just a, such a wasted opportunity, right? Someone's sharing your website and it just says in the thumbnail home. And then the meta right. description is just the first couple sentences from you know, whatever page they're pulling it from, you know, so going through that, that's a, and I feel like such a, you know, we've seen pages go or we've seen, yeah, we've seen pages go, you know, increase pages worth in Google just yep. by, you know, adjusting the page title and meta description. So page title is important and simple thing to yep. hit for sure. And then for your HTML properties as well, where do people find that? Is that text properties? Yeah. Yeah. So you click on a text element and then over on the right hand side, there's a tab that says text properties. And then under advanced, you'll see text tag. And then you've got just a ton of options to choose from there. There's div H1 to H3. There's nav, which is obviously for your navigation. Navigation. And then there's P, which is for paragraph text. 
Yeah. And of those, you know, again, if that's something that's real new to you, you know, if you read the help desk article on it, it's very, it's very straightforward. This is something that you could learn on your own in an hour and then probably go through most of your website and make those adjustments pretty simply. So there's a lot of different stuff here, including that Google Analytics integration, which you would find, I think, in your site settings. And then on the WordPress side of things, show it still has, as far as I know, so correct me if I'm wrong, a basic blog tier and an advanced blog tier. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And on the basic blog tier, it comes already pre-installed with Yoast SEO. And I think mm-hmm. you have to activate it if you want to use it. I think it comes pre-installed, but deactivated. But you can do all of the same things we just talked about from on the show it side of things in the WordPress side of things using something like Yoast. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Anything that you would want to do with a or be able to do with a WordPress site, you're able to do with a show it site. And so it takes a little bit of an understanding of WordPress, which is common in any WordPress website, you know, but Yoast is, you know, the industry standard for when it comes to helping you with your, your SEO. So if you are on tier two or tier three and tier three doesn't, you know, the difference between tier two and tier three is that you can choose which plugins you have, you know, so with tier two, we have a list of the most popular plugins that we found that most users need. But with tier three, you have to go in and kind of add those yourself. So, but you're able to add whatever you want. So with Yoast, um, it does a lot of things for you. It, It creates a site map for you, which is kind of like, you know, the architecture layout of your site that you're giving to Google to say like, kind of here's this page and that page, here's all they're all connected, which is really helpful. But it also helps when it comes to, like you're saying, the title and the meta description, but it can also be really beneficial when it comes to showing, giving you cues or indicators to how well your page might do when it comes to SEO rankings. So it's going to kind of, it's kind of like just a little miniature coaching session in like what you should be putting on your page or what you shouldn't be. So it's a really helpful to, tool, especially when it comes to blog posts and everything like that. Yeah. I have a love hate with the the green dot system, you know, yeah, the green white system. Because on one hand, it's like, it is helpful. Like you said, it is a nice little miniature coaching session on what should be included in a blog post. On the other hand, I think people think that, you know, if they have a green light from yeah. Yoast that somehow Yoast is communicating that over to Google and Google's going to, you know, view their, <laughs> right. their content more favorably because uh, they got all green lights in, in Google. Right. When again, it's really just Yoast telling you like, Hey, we see these things on your page based on the keyword yeah. that you put in the box and things look good from our end. So yeah, for sure. I will say we used to be big fans of Yoast. We still are big fans of Yoast, but we've been starting to use uh, Rank Math, which we've really liked. Again, if you are on the advanced blog tier or is it tier three or would it be tier two? Tier tier two is tier three. Okay. So if you're on tier three, you can install any plugin that you want. And I would say, you know, again, it's not that a tier two website can't rank or anything like that. I would say most of the time we recommend people go with tier three just for that added bit of, you know, flexibility that they get in terms of, you know, determining what sort of tools. And that's, I think one of the biggest benefits of using show is that it does integrate with WordPress in the way that it does. And so you get access to, you know, some of the power of, the WordPress ecosystem on your show website. So I, again, like I said, you know, you, you can definitely take advantage of the free Yoast SEO plugin, but the premium tools do typically come with some, I think, you know, superior features for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There is that little bit extra of control of, over your website. So it's kind of like, you know, do you want to have, uh, you know, everything kind of set up for you and just be served up what is helpful. And like you mentioned, they're, you know, using Yoast, 
is going to be good. It's kind of like, which tool do you prefer? Which tool helps you the most? And some people are going to like what you said, rank math, which I'm, I'm going to have to try now that you've mentioned it because I trust everything you say. Oh, but, you know, some people swear by Yoast. Some people swear by other things. Like, yeah, SEO are, press. Are, there's... Yeah, these are tools that will help you, right? And the tools won't do the work. They won't make your site magically show up on the first page, but they can be helpful. So people are going to have preferences in the types of tools they use. That's true of any craftsman. But ultimately, it's about building the skill of what the tool is helping you to do more than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think we can emphasize that enough. And, you know, I would say Yoast, SEO Press, Rank Math are three of my favorites and they all do. You know, they're going to share 90%, 95% of the same features. So, you know, whatever you decide to use, you know, like you said, Chris, they are just tools and it's not going to fix bad content. So, and I like to compare, you know, to my friend Tyler Harrington, who very much, you know, has helped me with all things tech. You know, we start talking about computers and he has this like PC that he's basically, you know, it has all these different parts that you can go buy and, you know, put together. And, you know, I'm like, I know that your computer probably will offer me, you know, it, it could <laughs> offer me potentially better performance, right? Yeah. But then it would require me going out and putting all of these different things you know, yeah. together, right? Whereas I right. have my Mac and it, you know, I know it's going to give me good enough performance for anything I need to do. Yeah. And it's pretty much ready for me out of the box, you know? So all of those different sorts of trade-offs, I think are important for people to, to remember, you know, when choosing a website platform. And one thing that Chris and I always say is that the best website platform for you is the website platform that you feel comfortable going in and updating, right? You know, because at the end of the day, you know, you could not use a page builder or website builder at all. And you could just kind of, you know, hard code your website. And that's probably going to give you maybe the leanest option. But then you got to learn a lot of different, you know, you got to learn a lot of different things in order for you to do that and maintain it well. So anyways, Chris, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate Show It and just you taking the time to join us and have an honest conversation about some of Show It's, you know, limitations and a lot of Show It's strengths. And like I said, at the beginning of the interview here is one thing I really appreciate is some of the updates, maybe they don't roll out quite as quick as a person might want to see, but you all are always listening. You're always working on those things and anything serious that needs to be updated, you know, you guys take care of. So, and that's why we keep building lots and lots of show it websites. Yeah, for sure. Now, thank you, Davey, for having me on to talk about show it. I love show it. And, you know, if you go back and listen to kind of some of the, well, the previous podcast, you'll know that I didn't start building websites on show it. But when I found show it, that's all I do. That's the only thing I use just because of how great it is, number one, with the creative freedom, but also with being able to hand off to clients and say, like, you don't need me with this. You know, like you're set up. If you want to take that image and move it wherever you want to, you can. So I love it. I'm a little bit biased because I work there, obviously. And like you mentioned, there's a lot of great options out there. It's, you know, I don't want to dog on any website builder because there's a lot of intentionality. As a UX designer, there's a lot of intentionality that goes into why buttons are where they are and why there's not that type of button where somebody might want it to be. You know, like there's just so much that goes into it, but we are actively working on improving it, making it better and making it a, a good experience for as many people as we possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. And we might be a little bit biased as well, but <laughs> sure. you know, it's not, you know, we're not tied to any specific website platform, but we consistently, you know, I would say 75% of the time we're recommending show it as the best, you know, website platform for whatever client it is that, you know, is considering working with us. And we just really love the platform and uh, appreciate all the hard work that you all put into it. So thanks. 
Thanks, man. Well, we're huge Davy and Krista fans. Appreciate y'all. And if you haven't worked with Davy and Krista, please go do that now. You're you're not doing <laughs> yourself a favor by avoiding that. <laughs> Thanks. You're too kind. Well, we'll have to have you on again as well and keep the conversation going. Sounds good. Thanks, Davy. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to DeviantChrista.com. 